Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 8th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me are Wesley LeBlanc and John Carson, formerly of Game Informer. Uh, fellas, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Super, super excited to be here. Circumstances are a little strange, but super, yeah. super stoked to be here nonetheless. That's kind of where I want to start. Like, what the fuck happened yesterday, right? Like, you know, there's a, there a lot of, like, sad energy coming out of like folks that i know from game informer and then this morning you guys announced that there were some layoffs uh, going down yeah so yeah. uh we kind of just found out in the morning separately um obviously uh <laughs> corporate wanted to uh just talk to the people who were getting cut first and then talk to everyone else a little bit later but um yeah i mean i i just kind of found out uh around like 10 o'clock or so uh that all this was going down uh and really like before that uh we've had people leave gi recently um and things weren't getting backfilled um so mm. we weren't really expecting cuts because it seemed like cuts were already happening behind the scenes um but yeah uh we uh, i don't know we we got the the call early yesterday and now we're now we're here which uh, we're we're definitely happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, to, I, to... Uh, oh, go for it, go for it. Oh, yeah, I uh, woke up yesterday. Was my birthday, which was uh, supposed to be a very I, cool day. Turning twenty-seven. I saw your, your your tweet where you're like, "Oh, it's my birthday. Oh, we got the skull and bones thing happening. Right, I got my coffee. This day's gonna be a yeah. great day." And was it like an hour later where you quote tweeted and all, and you were like, "Oh, this day's gone downhill." <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I could describe how twisted this day has become if I tried. Um, yeah, I just, I woke up, it was my birthday, uh, I wrote about Super Mario Lego sets and shit like that, and, um, I was going to get Chipotle, you know, my favorite lunch, and I noticed I had some messages from HR, hopped into a call, and not long after, I was, uh, no longer an employee, like, effective immediately, um, and, uh, not, not a great birthday present, I'll say, not, not a good one. <laughs> to, to catch people up, right, like... Again, you guys were Game Informer. Mm -hmm. uh, what were you guys' roles there? Uh, we were associate editors on the online side. So typically yeah. we would do the day-to-day -day, like news and, and features for the website, uh, help out with like podcasts and, and other video stuff as well. Um, but we were kind of separated from uh, the magazine group, uh, which we would also sometimes help out with. But yeah. uh, mostly we were on the online side, and that seems to be the main thing that got targeted with our cuts. Yeah, we were in the same position, and we were both kind of newer. Like, John, you yeah. got hired in June, right? Yeah, we were the two newest online people. Yeah, so. and um, I was October, so. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. What, yeah. What, what, to clue people in, right? Like, Game, Game Informer size-wise, like, yeah. how many, do you know about how many employees actually work for Game Informer proper? Uh, The people that we interacted with, it was about somewhere around 20 
or so, including like editors, video, uh, production, um, like the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but like editor wise, I think they're down to like nine people. Yeah. I asked because that is a, that's a big blow, right? Like I was talking yeah. to Roger before the show and we were trying to kind of put in pers into perspective, right? Because it, it seems like Game Informer proper had three overall layoffs. Then, of course, like GameStop as well has, been, has had a lot of layoffs uh, across their stores. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I was talking to Roger. I was like, yo, imagine us losing two people. Like, imagine kind of funny losing, losing two <laughs> people in that way. Like, that would be so devastating. And so, you know, seeing, you know, the uh, my homie Alex Van Aken and like other folks at Game Informer, mm -hmm you know, talk about it and, you know, talk about how much of a bummer and how uh, uh, devastating this is for them. Like, I felt that shit. And I think at the same time, not only is it a bummer because your guys' names are names that I know, right? Like, there's, there's it's been so often where I'm reading a new story on the show that is written by Leslie, uh, Wesley LeBlanc. Uh, and so, like, I saw your name and I was like, oh, shit, no. Oh, God damn, that sucks. Um, but, yeah, like, not only is it a bummer, but it is also frustrating and kind of infuriating right because um i think the story of gamestop over the last uh, over the last long time honestly right over the last decade maybe even more than that has been um how they've kind of been bad stewards of uh, uh their employees of like their business in general right and we'll talk about it that's actually story number one is going to be diving a little bit more into the, uh, this gamestop situation mm -hmm. um but it's infuriating to see this happen time and time and again uh, from Game Informer. You know, Imran, Imran the Don Khan, who uh, yeah. has been a longtime co-host on, on the show, yeah. went through a similar thing, right, with layoffs and, and yeah. thankfully was able to uh, uh, to get on Kind of Funny. And now he's he's working at Fanbyte. Um, but, yeah, dude, it still sucks. Like, that 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 type of shit, is it, it, it sucks, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I've only been there since October, but, like, since day one, everyone was so welcoming. And you could really feel that the team cared and there was kind of this underdog spirit to it, you know. Yeah. I think with Game Informer having been around for so long, people can assume it's like this giant mega operation, but it's not the the biggest site out there. You know, I've freelanced at places like IGN and they have a lot more people and stuff, but I think Game Informer was able to compete in that way. And it's not really a competition, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think we just kicked a lot of ass and um, it's a great place and yeah, losing two people, three people. I should, we should, I don't know if I want to mention his name just because I don't, yeah, we, you know, we did my lose place, an, another person on the non editorial side, but yeah, um, and he had been there for 14 years and a um, long time. So he wasn't yeah. one of the, the newer people that got cut like us. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was heartbreaking That's for me. And I've only been there for nine months. I can't imagine I, I what he's going through. Yeah. Um, so to bring spirits up. A little bit i want to ask you guys this is a question we usually ask uh, first time guests on this show what are your guys's favorite games of all time john i'm gonna start with you sure um uh, my go-to is usually earthbound um, oh hell yeah yeah and so it, it's a it was one of the first rpgs i really got into but it's a game that uh holds up a uh, but also uh i used to live in wisconsin when i was uh like between like when i was born and when i was nine and then I moved to Minnesota and I made friends with that game in both places. So it's kind of like a special uh, has a special place in my heart just for the the bonds that I've created over time with it. And it's it's just an incredible experience. So. Oh, yeah. Wesley, why you? Yeah, real quick. I, I did just get word that the other person is public that they got laid off. And it's um, Jeff Akrovic. He was our creative director. Um, he was really awesome to work with. Uh, super good guy. And yeah, just 
can't imagine what he's going through with 14 years of game performer. Um, but yeah, so my favorite game of all time, God, this is like so basic to say right now, but honestly, Elden Ring, I think is like the new goat for me. I, I don't think I've put 150 hours into a single player game. Well, you know, it's got some multiplayer, but mostly single player game ever. And I still think about it. I platinumed it. I still want to play it. I just got a Steam Deck. I'm in the Steam Deck family now. Um, feels good to be here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, man, do I buy Elden Ring again and just run through it? That, that's um, the thing. That, that's kind of like the silver lining with all this is I can finally finish Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm like halfway through it. And it's just been <laughs> sitting there while I while I work on other stuff. So Right, yeah. Um, but my other answer before Elden Ring would probably be final fantasy 13 it's underrated oh it's goaded that's not one you usually hear yeah no i know people <laughs> back when it came out people were like oh so many corridors and hallways and shit but like a lot of final fantasy games do that i think people were just dogging on final fantasy 13 to dog on it but that's a good mm -hmm. game some of the best music in all of video games definitely in final fantasy oh yeah that's the first thing i started playing on my steam deck oh yeah game oh nice well, I'll tell you what, like, I know, I know you two have a very bright future ahead of, uh, ahead of you both, right? You guys got, got good taste in video games seemingly. And again, you guys are names that I know working in the industry, working in the industry, writing, writing news stories, again, getting called out on this show pretty often for uh, ha having uh, features that are worth <laughs> reading out loud on the show. And so like, usually I would ask about feature, but I know you guys literally just got laid off yesterday. And so you're probably not even in that mindset. But, yeah. you know, just for folks who might be listening, who might be in the, you know, hiring stage of things, right? Like, you know, keep it on Wesley, keep it on, 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 on John. Uh, and for now, let's talk a little bit about today's stories, which include Game Informer and GameStop suffering layoffs, Skull and Bones big reveal, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now it is me it is greg and it is janet talking about god of war ragnarok you can catch that right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe shout out to prime gaming for sponsoring our streams uh, to celebrate prime day you can start freeloading over 30 games with prime gaming for prime day 2022 and then you'll be able to claim additional games on prime day uh, july 12th and july 13th which will include AAA titles like mass effect legendary edition grid legends need for speed heat and star wars jedi knight jedi academy star wars jedi knight 2 jedi outcast and star wars republic commando so check out the link in the description to start freeloading games now and then hey la want to hang out with greg joey and Snowbike mike xbox and kind of funny will be taking over the fonda theater in los angeles for the as dusk falls launch event uh that will have a live we have cool friends a live kind of funny games cast and a live let's play if you want to go to that you go to kindoffunny.com slash xbox for all the details uh it's very exciting thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady gordon mcguire and out tribesman today we're brought to you by chime and shopify but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news we have five stories today a bigger dozen 
starting with our number one gamestop fires game informer staff as it doubles down on nfts and the blockchain this is paul tassie at forbes GameStop has started another round of large layoffs today, which included its own CFO being fired, with reports of upwards of 150 employees being let go, including including key staff at Game Informer. All of this is in the service of GameStop's new plan to invest big into an increasingly unstable space, Web3, the blockchain, and NFTs. The blockchain was the main focus of a leaked internal memo sent out by CEO Matt Furlong. Quote, Change will, be a const- change will be a constant as we evolve our commerce business and launch new products through our blockchain group. These changes will enable us to operate in a profitable, profitable manner as we execute against our, our strategy of pursuing sales growth in our commerce business and launching new products that empower customers within the digital asset and Web3 gaming verticals, end quote. It's unknown how much of Game Informer remains, and now it is known because we have the actual details, but to continue the story, uh, besides GI and the CFO, uh, reports are that entire teams like Data Integrity Approval Team have been let go. Again, Wesley, John, you guys got are kind of in the center of a lot of this. I want to talk a little bit about GameStop in general, though, yeah. uh, because, again, I go back to over the last decade or so, right? GameStop seemingly changing and shifting and trying to figure out how to survive in the modern landscape. I remember a couple of years ago I was talking about how uh, there were leaked documents of GameStop seemingly leaning into more of an in-store hangout sort of situation in terms of trying to shift people or get people into the actual building itself. It seems like uh, according to the, the leaked documents, like Web3 and uh, NFTs in the blockchain seem to be a new focus for GameStop as it is with a lot of big big tech tech companies um where wesley i'll start with you where's your head at in terms of gamestop in the way it's been shifting lately yeah so it's funny reading these kind of stories i read this one yesterday and i know kotaku had a big story out and stuff um because like we didn't know about any of this like we just got the layoff and then i believe this information came afterwards i don't know if it was like a big meeting or if it was a press release or something um so like finding out that we got cut basically or laid off um, in light of GameStop pushing harder into blockchain and NFTs and um, all that kind of bullshit. Uh, it was a gut bunch for sure. Cause I mean, ultimately that kind of stuff is um, like a grift. Like it's, it hasn't really formed into anything in this space. I don't think it's ever going to. Um, and it also has a lot of bad impact on the environment and it's a scam and it sucks to know that, you know, that's kind of what I guess led the charge to where we are not at now. Um, but I think a game informer, we don't really have much communication or back and forth with GameStop, at least at our level. I'm sure the people higher up do, but, um, yeah, John, like for you, I mean, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't really heard much about the goings on within, uh, GameStop as well. Um, I don't know, like it's, it's disappointing, um, to, to hear that something that's been, pretty publicly like crashing lately uh that it's being doubled up on um in favor of something that we were told is successful within the company um and and uh cutting our staff so yeah i mean it doesn't doesn't feel great um i i did also hear that like like a, i mean you kind of mentioned it before like it, it it is all across gamestop it's not just game informer so mm. Uh, my condolences to to everyone who uh, lost their job yesterday. Um, it's real shitty. <laughs> I know. I know for. Uh, I know personally. Um, but yeah, uh, 
there there are uh some business practices i think the company definitely needs to change um i i personally think they're going in the wrong direction yeah know. it's 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 tough to figure out like what is what is the way that that GameStop needs to move and shift in order to kind of keep up nowadays? And I don't know I don't know what the answer is, and I don't even know if there is an answer, right? Like, part of me kind of like the idea of the in person stuff, right? Like, make GameStop a hangout space, make it make it like uh, what you get out of your your local game stores. I remember when I lived back in in uh, Champaign, Illinois, there were a few local games game spots that I liked to to hit up that were locally owned, and they had the the classic games, but they, they like. That wasn't necessarily the draw, right? Like, I, I like the fact that they had the classic games there and I can go and, like, get PS2 games or get N64 stuff and classic consoles and all that. But a big part of the draw there, too, was talking to the people that would walk in and talking to the 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 cashier, right, who, like, oftentimes might have owned the store as well and, like, getting to top it up about whatever the game is. I remember it, in, it was 2015, right, when Metal Gear Solid Five came out where I went to a mm-hmm. local store and, like, talked for, like, an hour with one of the cashiers about Metal Gear Solid Five and, like, yo, man, isn't this game crazy? Like, oh, man, oh, you don't like your Sutherland is snake? That was one of the big conversations we had. <laughs> um, but I, like, I, I, I think there is a, there's an idea there that I would have liked to see them pursue, but also for a GameStop that is this giant corporation, right, like, is that going to be the idea that really take that really takes off in terms of them getting back to profitability? I don't know, right? Like that is such a small mom and pop uh, store kind of thing as opposed to a big corporation thing. And yeah. w- in terms of the the pursuit of blockchain and uh, NFTs, that is more big corporation tech. Like, hey, let's chase a speculative thing that in the in the short term can probably get us money, but in the long term will most certainly crash due to um uh due, due to how much of it, of it is being is has been turned into a scam and how much of it is speculative and unproven and is this is this thing that you're kind of gambling on right like it fe- this feels very it feels appropriate in the way that GameStop as a corporation seems like they're in a place of desperation you know i think that's the part that makes it less surprising but also disappointing in terms of how all this kind of filters down and then leads to layoffs of so many people at the GameStop company um, and then filters back to, to, to Game Informer. Um, to bring back to, 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 to Game Informer for a second, right? Because I know mm-hmm. you guys don't have the direct uh, back and forth between GameStop, right? How much of Game Informer feels like it is owned by GameStop outside of moments like this? Like uh, 0% for me and my experience at least. Like it's only in moments like this where you kind of are reminded that, yeah, there's a corporation above you. Otherwise, uh, the leadership at Game Informer has either protected us from it or have mm. has kept it out of our way so that we can focus on writing. You know, um, mm. the leadership at Game Informer is incredible. They care so much about everyone there, including us, even though we're not there anymore. And for them, it was always about, like, we just want you to be excited about games and what you're writing about. Like, this job should be fun. And they worked really hard to make that fun. And I think in doing that, they kept a lot of the more corporate stuff um, out of our way, which was always appreciated for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there. I mean, I had a, I guess, a couple more instances than you um, when it comes to GameStop corporate. Part of it is like we would have quarterly, uh, like corporate meetings uh, to see how the the entire company's doing and be able to talk with like the the executives uh, about what's going on. Uh, but like, there was also a, a time where we uh before Wes Wes and I got there uh our old office was uh, uh was vacated like during the pandemic 
And so we had been trying to fight for a new office for quite a while. We actually landed one last, like late last year. It was being built out for months. Never really got the the go ahead to go in, and then all of a sudden it was gone. It was mainly because we didn't have enough people to fill the space or something, and it was a cost cutting measure. So a lot of the stuff this year that I've seen from them has been uh, cutting costs in ways that uh, is a little bit confusing to me because like we were being promised like either more people or uh, a new space to work in, uh, and all of that was just kind of like the rug was pulled out from under us. So. That's that's been my experience with with the GameStop side, but that's it. What has been your experience with Game with uh, Game Informer lately? Right, like mm-hmm. you know, again, I look at Game Informer and I see a group of people that I very much love and love and appreciate, both in terms of like my personal friendships, but then also in terms of doing good, good work. I love whenever I see whatever the next Game Informer cover uh, uh, ends up being, right? Because it's all, and I think that's the like. Uh, in terms of gaming Twitter and the gaming internet in general, that's usually an exciting thing. Oh shit! Right. Okay, it looks like you know X Y Z Z game is going to be the cover cover for this month. But I also know that Game Informer uh, expands out and is so much more than 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 just the magazine. Well, as, mm-hmm. as well too, right? You guys mentioned that you you guys do more of the like the the online side of things. And I know there's the there's the podcast, there's the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, is there what what has Game Informer uh, kind of moved toward in like the last I'll say in the last year or so? Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's been a little bit confusing because we, we were building up an online side, um, and like trying to separate it from the the magazine side and, uh, trying to focus on both of those areas, uh, with like equal strength, but with two different teams. And then just in the last few months, those teams have been kind of blended. So it's kind of hard to say the direction that we were trying to go and like where we ended up going, um, I mean, and now like the the team's down even more people, so I have no idea where where that's going to be. But like, mm-hmm. we're starting to get our legs under us and hit the ground running with uh, new faces, a new team. We were gelling really well. Uh, we wanted to get more uh, more streaming happening, get uh, a bigger community going, uh, and a lot of that just kind of fell through the cracks, unfortunately. Yeah, it's um. And on that note, I don't think it's necessarily anybody in Game Informer's fault that we were kind of mixing and matching and trying to find our way. It's just the matter of, you know, people were leaving, we had some departures, and then we weren't necessarily backfilling those jobs. So kind of out of necessity, we're crossing paths, which we were all happy to do. I mean, um, it's very much like, a, I don't like to use family with jobs because, you know, whatever, but it is like a family unit. Like we're all kind of the underdogs and we're all working together to, to make Game Informer as awesome as it's always been. And um, yeah, for me, it was always, I mean, I, I always had a, a great time there. Sometimes it was stressful, you know, not having the numbers that I think a site that big should should have, but um, we were all kind of in it together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, games media is hard, right? Like, totally. Oftentimes, you, you like, oftentimes you'll put out put out a thing that you think is gonna be a fucking hit, and yeah. then you put it out, and it just doesn't get the numbers you you wanted yep. to. Or and the opposite thing happens happens oftentimes too, where you'll put out a thing and be like, all right, cool, nobody's gonna read this shit, and then all of a sudden it blows up, and you're like, it's, all right, cool, uh, why it's wild how? It catches, yeah. Like there, there's an infamous uh, article from uh, Jake Wiseau who. Uh, Every week, it would just be like at the top of our numbers. We're like, why is That's this amazing? Just, why is this a yeah. traction? It's been there for like almost a year. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, 
it's funny how how seo works sometimes yeah and a, and a, a common thing i see too with games media is the fact that a lot of the time parents co parent companies will not understand how things work especially in terms of game release and cadence and times audience will flock versus times mm -hmm. audience won't right like yeah. you put out something you'll put out elden ring content when elden ring first hits and it's like oh numbers are fucking great right now but then months after elden rings out you'll have a parent company go all right so where's the numbers and you're just like hey Elden Ring. Have Elden Ring. We don't have <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring, right? No. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. what are we supposed to so, supposed to do here? Um, and that seems like such a co common story of like the disconnect between the profitability and the consistency of games media and what how games media should operate versus what a parent company might actually expect fr uh, from that. Yeah, there's always the party that worries about the numbers and views and clicks, and then there's always the people that are behind the stories and stuff and there just always has seemed to be a disconnect across like all media, not even just games. Like it's, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, final, final question uh, for now on Game Informer and uh, GameStop. Again, a lot of great people are still left at, at Game Informer that are doing awesome work. What are the best ways for people to support uh, both the people that are, that are still at Game Informer doing the good shit? And then also yeah. what are the best ways for people to support you guys right now? Um, uh, Read the stories, obviously, you know, that's yeah. a, a given, but yeah, go, um, go on gameinformer.com, click around on some stories. Uh, I mean, that that is how money is made on websites. Uh, yeah, just I, I would say yeah. go go read stuff, go click on stuff. Even if you don't want to read it, just go into the pages. That, I think that helps quite a bit. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when you when you get your your magazine, if you're a physical print person read the magazine go go yeah. find that cover story online after that and there's and, there's um, so much work that goes into every issue of that magazine it's it, mind-blowing and i had no like i i had known people who had worked at at game informer before i worked there so i knew kind of the process like the old school process of it but like even today there's so much that goes into it and so much coordination and uh every magazine feels like a, a mild miracle that it comes out so um yeah. it's yeah they everyone there is doing uh, a ton of great work. Um, they are still pumping out content. Uh, subscribe to the magazine. Listen to the podcasts. Um, subscribe to YouTube too. You know, um, subscribe to YouTube. Yep. Ann Aiken and um, Stadnick, Alex Stadnick and Alex Van Aiken. They're um, fantastic video editors. Right. They're both amazing on-screen personalities. Yeah. Um, I know from day one for me when I was on their podcast or um, new gameplay today segments, they were always just so welcoming and made me feel like a member of the team. And um, yeah. yeah, great. Great video team at Game Informer. Yeah, they have a, a series of podcasts going. Obviously, the flagship GI show, um, which has the Alex's hosting that. Um, I was hosting Video Gameography, uh, which was a, a weekly. Uh, if, you, if you've ever heard of Blank Check, it's like going down every game in uh, in a series um, as it's released and like going over the, the development and the, the narrative. Uh, Marcus Stewart and I were co-hosting that. Um, so I'm not sure where that's going to be now hopefully marcus gets to continue it uh yeah. he's doing a great job at hosting it um and then there's all things nintendo with brian shea um who talks about nintendo stuff weekly um and then there's from panel to podcast which is andrew reiner's uh comic book show so check out those podcasts uh, they're all great uh they're fun listens and they're uh yeah just add them to your oh, yeah. your morning repertoire whatever a lot of dope people and a lot of a lot of dope content and then again where can people uh, find and support you guys yeah, I mean, well, shoot. Currently unemployed, so uh, Twitter at LeBlancWest is the uh, yeah fun, fun employed. That's fun the employed. best place to uh, find me. You'll probably see me either uh, moping on Twitter or talking about 
whatever I'm playing uh, at the moment. Who knows what's next? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at John underscore Carson. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitch at John Carson Games. Uh, I'll probably be playing Magic the Gathering or something in the next couple of days. So if that's Hell your yeah. thing, come watch. Well, John, Wesley, I want to talk about some video games. Specifically, I want to talk about yeah. Skull and Bones. But Ooh. before we get there, I want to let, I want to let people out there know about Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and I know the Kind of Funny store at kindoffunny.com slash store uses Shopify to sell all our merch, including all those cool Portillo shirts you guys have been so great about supporting with. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. Shopify.com slash kf games no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is more than just about getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Story number two, Skull and Bones has a release date. Before you even get to the story, are you guys looking forward to Skull and Bones? Like, where are you guys at with Skull and Bones? Uh, anyone that knows me knows that my brand is pirates and piracy and anything to do with pirates. I love all things pirates. Oh, shit. So anytime there's anything pirates, um, I'm excited. That said, Skull and Bones is still not, I, I don't have a dream pirate game out there yet. Mm. Black Flag was close. Not Sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves is, I saw somebody, um, tweet the other day, Sea of Thieves is about tools, not rules. Like they give you everything up front and then you just kind of yeah. make your own fun. But I want like a a single player story driven pirate game where I get to do ship stuff, shoot at other people, do some cutlass stuff. Um, and it hasn't happened yet. That said, gotcha. I'm probably the most excited person about skull and bones. Oh, hell yeah. John, what about you? Do you have uh, any I, interest in skull and bones? I don't know yet. And it, it's been like, this, this game's been known for quite a while and it's, it's been like this weird offshoot of, of black flag and like finally seeing some gameplay yesterday. I, it looks okay, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm confused by like what you're doing most of the time. I know you're sailing, you're you're taking down like forts and other ships and stuff. But like, if that's like the main gameplay loop to then like craft better ships, is it a monster hunter? Oh, it, I never thought about it in that context. Because they talked about crafting, they talked about like going into. You have uh, a hub like area they walk around stuff, that like... you're getting missions from or you're customizing, and then you're going out on a ship and then maybe with friends going after 
like you're going after you have like pvp stuff that you're doing so yeah. you're fighting against other people in other ships but then you also have pve stuff where you're going out and you're looking for for a treasure but yeah i never thought about it in the context of monster hunter that's actually really interesting that's yeah. amazing uh, yeah that's awesome <laughs> to bring it to bring us back to the article i'm pulling from matt kim at ign who writes this about skull and bones after much anticipation ubisoft announced that skull and bones will be released on november 8th for ps5 xbox series x google stadia and pc via the epic game store and ubisoft store skull and bones was officially announced in 2017 though it began development years before that based on the naval combat in assassin's creed 4 black flag uh, skull and bones faced numerous delays missing its initial 2018 release window and every subsequent year after that until now in Skull and Bones, players will captain their own pirate ships, uh, accept, accept contracts, gather resources, and sail the high seas while attacking merchant ships for loot. Different choices will influence a player's uh, journey while going up in the pirate ranks will open up new customization for your ships. Ubisoft is promising a robust multi-year post-launch roadmap uh, with regular updates, new content, activities, stories, and challenges all for free. Wesley, you are my pirate captain in front of me right now when i read through all that and i assume you you watched the the uh, gameplay yes. review that they showed oh, yeah. off yesterday after hearing and seeing all this where where does your excitement level fall i'm pretty excited and i think most of it stems from two things when this game was announced i remember them saying like i think they called it like a 5v5 arena ship game or something or maybe that was 2018, whenever it was being shown at E3 years ago. And that was like, no, I don't want a 5v5 arena pirate game. That sounds not great. Um, so this is better in that regard. And the thing that has me most excited about it is for all that Ubisoft does right and all that it does wrong, they have some bangers when it comes to like live service. You know, Siege is still going strong. People mm -hmm. love Siege. Um, and I think if Skull and Bones can hit in that live service realm like that. I don't necessarily know that it will because, um, you know, Tom Clancy's a much bigger brand. Mm -hmm. um, but like the, 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 it's there. Like if they can do it, they, it's possible. Whether or not that happens, you know, remains to be seen. But if this is a game that's getting constant content, it's getting support for years, the actual gameplay loop is fun, then I could see this being something. I think people are, are hungry for more pirate games. Maybe I'm just talking about myself, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how how this fares uh, in a space where we also have uh, Sea of Thieves, right? And we also have, like, you know, Assassin's Creed Black, Fl Black Flag sounds like uh, the, the pirate game that you were describing originally in terms of being being somebody who who is looking for a single player. Let me get on my ship. Let me explore. Let me go on, like, this linear, linear journey type of situation. You have those out there, and Skull and Bones seems like it's going to try and carve out its own its own lane um i was fascinated watching the gameplay overview yesterday and seeing it go see, seeing them show it off as this hey it is co-op it is you're playing with other players but each player is pretty much their own ship and you have this crew of, of of sailors a crew of pirates i guess you have a crew of pirates that like you have on your ship that are basically npcs mm -hmm. they are commanding around and like you're shifting between perspectives to you know go to the cannon shoot another ship go back and pilot and do all this do all this stuff right like you are captaining your own ship as opposed to sea of thieves where it is four different players each person is doing kind of a different thing right hey you go read the map while this person uh you know steers while this person controls the 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 curtains i don't you can yeah. tell i don't know much about pirates but you get what i'm talking about right in terms of like the different roles <laughs> <Curtains>. that people <laughs> the, the what, what do they call them 
sales. The sales. The sales. The sales. They're curtains. They're just glorified curtains. We can call them curtains from now on. That's perfect. Yeah, they're not curtains. Uh, yeah, you have somebody control the curtains, right? Like it's so role play in a way that I think is really cool. But I also, I also know that that's not necessarily the end all be all for what a pirate game has to be. And so I like the, I like the idea that in in Skull and Bones, it is each person has their own ship, and it is more focused on the monster hunter uh, effect of it where you're going out doing these missions coming back turning them in going out and like you are collaborating with your co-op partners in an entirely different way than you would in 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 sea of thieves i think there's there could be an audience for that yeah i'm i'm excited that there seems to be more of a goal when you actually go out to sea than there is in sea of thieves that was one thing that didn't really land for me it was like yeah i could get my my friends together and then get on a ship but we, we don't really know what to do once we're out there like that i i haven't played it since it was like originally released or in its beta even um so maybe that there's been other things that have been added to it uh to give you more of a of a goal and a sense of of accomplishment um maybe wesley could speak to that more but um yeah with with skull and bones it, it just seems like oh i can go attack this fort um i can go collect these things i want i i can start uh collecting a uh a blueprint to then build a new ship and start ar- like armoring that and loading it up with cannons and and crew and all that i think that's that'll go a long way for me personally mm-hmm. um so i'm at least intrigued to try it but i don't know how long i'll maybe stick with it the, yeah, the I mean, tough it's go for it go for it go ahead oh, it's like it's it's the ubisoftification i think that's the word i'm looking for of a game like this of pirates and we don't have that yet so i think mm-hmm. it's okay in this instance and you know ubisoft that formula works for a lot of people myself included i love assassin's creed i play those mm-hmm. every year i like going and synchronizing my points and stuff and if that's what black flag is going to be or not black flag wow. skull and bones yeah, is going to be bones, yeah. then, <laughs> then like i think i'm going to be in for a good time is there uh, is there anything that you want out of the long-term ongoing nature of it like in terms of updates or in terms of you know you look at cfds and they have the collaboration with pirates of the caribbean um with ubisoft i feel like the the ask is always hey you have so many ip tie some of these things together like what if i did yeah. have a pirate ship that was splinter cell themed or if i had a pirate ship that is assassin's creed themed or you're able to go hard with it there um are there are, are there is there anything that would really that you would really look forward to in terms of updates out of out of skull and bones longer term there's a there's a pirate ip that john just pointed to that i don't mm. think is in sea of thieves or any other pirate games um and yeah, if skull and bones would jump on the one piece train that'd be sick oh, i think shit, for yeah, me I think for me, I would just want like something controlling the actual pirate. Like, let me go on oh, land sure. and fight some other pirates or skeletons. Give me a sword, some kind of third-person combat. Because I do think, you know, sailing around a ship for years um, could eventually get old. So something to spice up that gameplay would be fun. They they have some like weird survival stuff in there too, where you go first person and you start stabbing sharks or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. So for me, when I look at the release date, right, and I look at the really the release release info for Skull and Bones, yeah, two things can be paused. It's come it comes out November eighth, uh, and as we learned recently, that is the day before God of War Ragnarok, um, which I think is going to be a that's going to be opposition for it. I don't think that's the end end all be all, right? Like Skull and Bones, God of War Ragnarok, single player adventure. We're gonna have that be in like a week or two. We're gonna blaze through that game, right? The people that are super into it, yeah. Um, 
but then also right skull and bones is a long-term game i don't know if, if day one is gonna be day, uh, make or break for it but that is a thing that gives me pause the fact that it's coming out the day before god of War ragnarok that's gonna be a little bit rough for it then also the fact that it is a full price game I think that's the thing that I, that I personally been going back and forth uh, on leading uh, leading leading into this gameplay overview. Hey, is this going to be free to play? Because I think nowadays for an ongoing live service game, especially coming out of Ubisoft, Ubisoft has been leaning into free to play more and more. And Skull and Bones is this new IP that has I think some appeal, especially for folks like Wesley who might be into the pirate adventure or some folks who are already into the Ubisoft games. I know Greg Miller is one of those people that, you know, you, you say the words Assassin's Creed and he's in, right? You say the word Ubisoft, he's most likely in. There's still that there's that crowd of people that I think are going to be into 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 Skull and Bones. But even still, $70 on new gen consoles, I I think is still a big ask for yeah. that. Like where do you guys land on that? It's it's definitely steep. Um especially like Steep is actually a different Ubisoft game. No, oh, excuse me. That's fucking good. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, God. That's what I'm here for. That's why they hired me. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, this, I, I feel like they should at least put this down to 60. Um, is it is this cross-gen, by the way? Cross-gen release? I believe yeah. so, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. This, like, to me, this always felt like the most 2023 game if it was ever going to come out. So I'm shocked that it's coming out in November of all of all times um i feel like ubisoft could probably have a better uh fall release than this lined up but yeah um i don't know it it probably should be cheaper free to play i don't know um that's that's tough with i i don't know if this game could survive the free to play treatment mm. uh it depends on how much yeah. like competitive multiplayer focus there is i think that those games tend to survive a little bit better but i, I think with it being a new ip it's too yeah whenever you free to play is tough because it can hit or it cannot hit and then you've got basically like a complete dud and i don't think you necessarily want that with a new ip mm. and that this new ip is based on um, a pretty beloved games system in Black Flag. You know, this is kind of the spiritual successor, I guess yeah. you could say. It's not um, an unknown quantity. Yeah. That said, the day before Ragnarok is that's brutal. That's right. I think. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, to the free to play conversation, right? I think there, I, if I, the way that you would split the difference, right? If I was Ubisoft, I would maybe go the Game Pass route or even the the PlayStation, mm -hmm. the new PlayStation Plus totally. route. You know, that's what they did with uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. And I think that worked well enough to get some people in rainbow six extraction i feel like we don't talk about it as much anymore that but came out this year that that came out in january yeah <laughs> and wow. like that's one that i think was helped by the by the boost of game pass and i think back to things like outriders right where outriders i played so much of outriders um and the um a lot of people here are kind of funny and friends mm. played outriders and i think a, a large part of that was the fact that it was readily available on on Game Pass. I think Skull and Bones would make a great game, either Game Pass or PS Plus, or even both maybe, uh, a game at launch. I think that would be a big boost for it. I feel like they should do what they did with Riders Republic and do like multiple beta sessions where you could just oh, like yeah. play for eight hours or so before the game actually comes out. I think that would go a long way to onboarding people and getting them excited. 100% let's talk about story number three pokemon puzzle league comes to the nintendo switch uh, this is tweeted out yesterday by nintendo of america join ash brock and misty as they gather in puzzle village to compete for the title of pokemon puzzle master pokemon puzzle league is coming to hashtag nintendo switch for hashtag nintendo switch online plus expansion pack members on july 15th for for nintendo 64 did you guys play puzzle league back in the day 
Hell yeah. I'm this might be the the Switch uh N64 port that I'm most excited for. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wow. wait to get back to this. Yeah, at least for now. For now, I'm, I'm most excited for because like Pokemon, I think they did Pokemon Snap before, and I was like, mm, yeah. all right, cool. They've done other games where I've been like, all right, fine. Pokemon Puzzle League mm. was my fucking shit <laughs> back yeah. in the day, yeah. and Same. I can't wait to jump back into it. It's it's been so long since Nintendo has like released a Puzzle League of, of anything um, in in quite a while. So yeah, them propping this one up specifically, like. I'm all about Pokemon. I'm all about Puzzle League. Uh, this game holds a special place in my heart. I'm going to be downloading it immediately as uh, as soon as it hits the surface. And Hell play. yeah. I never uh, had a 64, so I didn't get to play oh, many of them. I know. Um, and I, I've never played this game. I do wonder why we aren't releasing the more popular Pokemon game on Nintendo 64. Give me Stadium Nintendo. Oh, give uh, me some Stadium games. Like, where are those at? Why are we hey not? Hey, you Pikachu. Yeah, that one. Man, too, remember Hey, you Pikachu? I wonder, <laughs> would that even work on Nintendo Switch? Don't you need the Pikachu accessory for that? I mean, like you the microphone, a microphone where you talk to them? Like, are there not mic? No, there's not a microphone. We're talking about the Nintendo Switch, Switch here. I was, yeah, I was <laughs> you have to hook it up to the Switch voice app. To yeah, on your phone. Talk to yeah. Pikachu. You have to try to get the voice app to work. Yeah, that sounds. Your Pokemon Home to import your Pokemon Red save. God, Stadium. Nintendo sixty four, I think, has an underrated um, output of, of Pokemon games. Because oh, totally. I, I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon Stadium two recently, and goddamn, what a game! Right, like I've been making my way through Gym Leader Castle, and, and yeah. even just that, I'm like, man, this is fantastic. And there's also mini games in here. And the mini also, games, yeah. the, yes. the yeah. mini games are such a such a good time. Right, yeah. like Mario Party level. Oh man, mm-hmm. me and my me and my friends, or me and my siblings, are coming are coming together to 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 play this thing and throw tournaments and all that shit. Right, it was the perfect kind of game for that. But yeah, between Pokemon, the Pokemon Stadiums, Pokemon uh, Snap, Pokemon Puzzle League, and uh, I, I guess Hey You Pikachu, like SC Four has a pretty good Pokemon output that we don't we don't talk about as much. But yo, shout out to the N sixty four. Story number four, uh, some of July's PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium games may have leaked. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Some of July's PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium games may have leaked ahead of their official announcement. Earlier today, a Reset Era user called Blackbait uh, claimed... I love uh, forum usernames because this is always the thing you'd least expect. Uh, they claim to have learned... Uh, uh, they claim to have learned of some of the games coming to PlayStation Plus later this month. As spotted by Push Square, Blackbait is an infrequent uh, Reset Era poster who appears to have a good but limited record of accurately leaking information on games ahead of their release, including details on the Death Stranding Director's Cut, Skull and Bones, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. It was recently confirmed that Stray will be included with PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium on July 19th, which is also its PS5 and PC release date. Blackbait <laughs> claims that uh, claims the following games will also be added to PlayStation Plus Premium on July 19th. The games are Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade plus FF7R Episode Intermission, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, and Saints Row 4 re-elected does that do anything for you guys in terms of ps plus extra yeah and you get 2020's best game pretty yeah. much i mean i guess it, the integrate came out in 2021 but yeah everybody gets to play through final fantasy 7 remake um that's a great game oh yeah and that's uh, right on time before crisis core comes out yeah oh yeah true caught up saints uh, row is a little strange here right that's 
kind of just there. I wonder if that's like a, hey, Saints Row, the new one's coming out in August. Yeah. Maybe let's whet an appetite. Even though I I, I wouldn't personally do that the month before. I would have done that way earlier in the year. But yeah. Hey. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting list of games, but also mm-hmm. I think the thing that I the thing that I take notice of is the timing, right? July nineteenth. That's also the same day that that Stray comes out. Yeah. Um, I've been very interested in terms of how PlayStation is going to treat PlayStation Extra games and the cadence in which they put them out. Uh, PS Plus games usually for PS Plus Essential now. Uh, we get those games on the first Tuesday of the month. Right, mm-hmm. this drop is happening on the nineteenth, and I'm getting very like mathematical, like calendar gazy here. But the nineteenth is the third Tuesday of the month. I could see that yeah. cadence working for them if they wanted to continue doing that. Right, hey, let's put out the PS Plus essential stuff first Tuesday, and then two weeks later, always have it uh, be the extra update where you are getting the the extra catalog uh, of games. I think that that's mm-hmm. a that's a good back and forth uh, if they stick to that. Absolutely, yeah. You something new to play multiple times per month. Didn't they uh, put out? the the extra tiers of ps plus like in the middle of june so wasn't it about a month or a, a month 13th from the in the states okay. i think yeah so yeah. like that's when they added like god of war uh to the ps plus archive i think um yeah i wonder if they're just sticking with that cadence were, th- were there more games that came out on june or on july like earlier this week no, we I got had, the PlayStation Plus games, right? We did. Yeah, we had the PlayStation Plus games yeah, on okay. Tuesday, like that. arcade again and stuff. And then last month, I don't think we got any updates, like any big updates at least. I think yeah. there was like one or two games that might have dropped, but um, there wasn't a big drop for PlayStation Plus Extra. Mm-hmm. And you assume that is because it's, it's the first month. And so let's get people settled with the games that are here. And then yeah. a month and a half later, come through and, and start with the with the monthly drops. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see if they if they keep up the, the pace, though, because this month for PS Plus, I'd say it was really good. You know, you got uh, Arcade Again, and you got Man mm-hmm. Madonna, and then you also got Crash 4. That's a really good handful of games. And then you're yeah. also getting Stray Day 1 with PlayStation, Pl- Play- PlayStation Plus Extra. If they're able to keep that cadence in the months going forward, and you have the bangers for Essential and the bangers for Extra, that will be really strong. I worry a little bit that that might be a lot to maintain and keep up with, but we'll have to wait and see on it. I hope that they start putting some more PS1 games on here. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Like, uh, they... Yeah, they like it's great that there are some from that initial collection but like they could really ramp that up quite a bit more let's let's get the jet motos on there let's get mm. let's give me more ps2 games man like yeah ssx more, tricky where are you at yeah more classic games in general uh yeah uh, i think we're we're starved for them especially on playstation 1000 percent uh let's close out the roper report with story number five robocop rogue city has shown off its first gameplay this is joe scrabble joe scrabbles at ign upcoming fps robocop rogue city has shown off its first gameplay and revealed lead character alex murphy with the full likeness of original actor peter weller the game is now scheduled to arrive in June 2023. Shown off at today's Na- Nacon Connect showcase, we got a look at the game's dystopian Detroit from the per- first-person perspective of RoboCop himself, amid what seems to be a gang, what seems to be gang violence across the city. Combat appears to be a mix of gunplay and melee, with Murphy's targeting systems used to take out hard-to-hit enemies. We even see an ED-209 robot join the fray. Aiming for release on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, RoboCop Rogue City will combine first-person shooter gameplay with exploration of Detroit and multiple-choice dialogue, according to Nacon. The game was first announced last year and is based on the original 1987 movie, but will tell a brand new story in that setting. It's being developed by Teon, which previously created Terminator Resistance. 
Is this one that you guys are, are keeping an eye on or looking or looking forward to? I'm excited to watch Nick play through it one day on a stream, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this. I mean, it's cool. It's a it's a fun IP to play with. Um, the gameplay didn't really do anything for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, this this kind of screams of me to like a forty dollar or thirty dollar game, if that makes sense. Sure. This doesn't, you know, seem like it's getting all the love of a seventy dollar game. But I think for fans of RoboCop, it's going to be a fun time. I like that they got like the cadence of his walk in like the first person <laughs> sections of this trailer. Uh, I think I was gonna ask if it, if it was uh, if he's moving a little bit too quick, but no, he's 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 RoboCop. Like Robocop. He's yeah. RoboCop through and through, just marching throughout the the entire game. I watched this trailer and I was like, this game doesn't look that good, but also yeah. it seems like it's for fans, like for the big fans of RoboCop that might just want to mess around. Like it seems like it's for the Knicks of the world. I don't know if yeah. Nick is gonna care too too hard about. Um, like the fine first-person shooter mechanics of the game, as long as they capture the energy of RoboCop. Yeah, and I'll say like, I think the energy is there, right? Like they got that candy yeah. like '80s totally. kind of kind of vibe to it that I, I I think works for what it is. But then you go to the actual first-person shooting, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know if this is the one. But hey, if it comes out and it is thirty dollars, then cool. You know, it is what it is. They should make it like N64 controls, so you just have to hit the face <laughs> buttons. To actually oh my aim. god. You had to like hit like a you had to what press R1 to aim and then click yeah. like L2 yep. to actually shoot. Uh, is there like, like a R quick Z. button that you can just damn. like? Yeah, know. like in one of those. Uh, okay, so right here, right? The thing that interests me is that in the, if you're watching the trailer, right, there is yeah. a they have like the um, aiming reticle that's this like full screen cross the two lines, mm-hmm. like the X and Y axis thing. That cool. reminds you of N64 shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is a like a golden eye reticle, and I wonder, like you mentioning N sixty four, I wonder if it's going to control that way where it is. All right, stand still and then actually like aim this reticle around the screen because that's a really tactical <laughs> way to do it. Imagine that that's like a like a like some sort of special, right? Like this is because oh, he's shooting yeah. his gun right now at the reticle. Like but maybe he's targeting his ultimate or whatever. I yeah, Probably I can see that. <laughs> that can that can make sense. Uh, or Kevin, does this game do anything for you? Are you? I forget if you're a RoboCop person. Uh, yeah, I like RoboCop fine. Uh, yeah. Does it do anything for me? I don't know. I got to see more <laughs> of it. I, I'm in the same boat where it's like, uh, like I'm glad. Yeah. I, I'm sure we can get it for free. And if <laughs> if Mike into it, maybe we'll I'll, I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. Well, this RoboCop game is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today. Where'd I look? All right, John, you ready? Yep. Let's do this. The, the official, official list, list of, of upcoming, upcoming software across, across each, each and every, and every platform, platform as listed, as listed by, by the, kind, the of funny kind of Funny Games Daily, Daily show, show hosts. Host. Each, and, Each every and every weekday. Weekday. We nailed that last part. Perfect. We it we like that was, fantastic. that was pretty good. That was fantastic. Do 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 do. Yeah. yeah. I was so curious on if you guys were gonna be able to pull it off. And honestly, that was way better than what than anything else that that, yeah. that could have been. I mean, like that that's like seven months of working hand in hand. Uh, yeah, of course. Day. You guys got that connection. You guys got that. And then that getting brain laid off together. Yeah. Yeah, like... exactly. It's like <laughs> we are melding. If if you put us like in two Avas, we would be able to fight that one angel together. Hell yeah. yeah. Out today, we got Eternal Hope for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series for Switch, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Play Sword and Fairy Inn 2 for PC. 
We got a Klonoa fan here? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Love awesome. Klonoa. I've, I haven't played the second one, so I'm really excited for this release. Oh, are you going to jump into this this one? I, I am, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, we got Madison for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Switch, and PC. Aegis Descent for PC, Dragon Forge for PC, Garage Bad Dream Adventure for PC, Lodestar Early Access for PC, and then Eurokill, the Calumniation Games for PC. <laughs> the Calumniation Games. Uh, new days for you. Session Skate Sim will release in full on September 22nd on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Steel Rising arrives for PS5, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC via Steam, the Epic Games Store, and GOG on September 8th, 2022. Add Inf- Infinitum uh, launches on April 20th, 2023 for consoles and PC. Lord of the Rings Gollum launches on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, and Nintendo Switch on September 1st, 2022. And then W. RC Generations launches for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Windows PC, via Steam, and the Epic Game Store on October 13th, 2022. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you were wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong for those that are watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Cheyenne writes in and says, uh, PlayStation said in their blog post that essential games will come first Tuesday of the month and extra slash premium games in the middle of the month. It's like, hell yeah, we got the, the was, confirmation oh. there. I still do wonder. If, I still do wonder if they're targeting the third thir- third Tuesday every, every single time, or if it's just like it randomly in the middle sense. of the month. Sense that that's that's just really good timing. I think. Yeah. I forget what the timing of PS Now was, or even if PS Now had timing. PS mm. Now was one that I, I don't mm, know if anyone yep. paid attention to <laughs> in terms of the actual Quarterly. cadence of it. It was kind of whatever. Um, was it like I don't certain I don't know. point like, they hit eventually? For it. Yeah, but it didn't feel that way because PS no. Now games was like. Oh man, we got I don't know, man. Far Cry, the first one, <laughs> the one you yeah, haven't played we probably. Started adding PS4 games so you can already play on your PS4 and PS5. So here you go. Yeah. Here's Rage, the first one. <laughs> right, here's, okay. some, here's some games. Here's Asura's uh, Wrath, the way you don't want to play it. Oh, God, exactly. God, give me Asura's Wrath, actually, actually native on the service because yes. I would check it out. In that Remaster one. it, Capcom. You're remaking Please. everything else. Yeah, bring, <laughs> you know what? Give me the, uh, Dragon's Dogma Two is coming through. Give me yeah. Asura's Wrath too. I want to destroy another planet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, of course, today is Friday. Next week, mm-hmm. we've got a whole new week of hosts. Next week's hosts go like this. On Monday, you're getting me and Tim. Tuesday, you're getting me and Gary. Wednesday, you're getting me and Janet Garcia. Wow. Thursday, you're getting, you're getting a lot of me uh, next week. Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim. And then on Friday, you're getting tm and lucy for the GameSpot slash giant bomb takeover of kind of funny games Ooh. daily. So get hyped for that. Uh, before we go. Again, uh, fellas, Wesley, uh, John, thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate you guys. I know it's a tough time right now, but, you know, like, we got your back. The Kind of Funny audience has your back. I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on chat, but, like, yeah. everybody is very much rooting for you. Everybody is very much supporting, supporting of you. And anything you need, you know, you can come, you can come to us to appear on this show or appear on, appear on, like, anything else that you might you might have interest in. Aside from in-review. I think they're very exclusive with in-review. <laughs> I've been trying to get into in-review for years. That's a lie. But, yeah, like, again, like, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, I'm at Twitter at LeBlanc West. Um, and yeah, just thanks for having us on. It means the world. And it's a tough, tough time for, for me and John, but I, I know that this is a bright spot for both of us. Yeah. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at John underscore Carson. And yes, thank you so much uh, to everyone at Kind of Funny for having Wesley and I on. Uh, it means a lot. Um, yeah, th- things are tough. We're going to land on our feet, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's great to be able to 
uh, talk with you, talk with your audience, and uh, get our names out there a little bit to uh, ease our transition. Hell yeah. Thank you. Everybody, go follow John and Wesley. Thank you guys again for joining me. You guys are fantastic. Uh, if you're watching this live right now on Twitch, after this is an Amazon stream with Greg, Nick, Andy, and Mike. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.